Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Stuart. Hi, I'm Marita. We are the Orb Weavers and you're listening to 3CR 855 AM on digital radio. And streaming at 3cr.org.au. For progressive people around the world, it's been a hard start to the year. Trump is rolling out his racist agenda, inspiring increased racial, religious and gender-based hatred across the globe. It really is time to rally together to fight for a better world. There is power in numbers and there is power in independent, community-run media. Join the swelling number of people fighting back by becoming a member of your radical activist radio station. Show us your love and subscribe to 3CR. Call us on 9419 8377 or pay online 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. Meet the future, the future mode of transportation for this weary Western world. Now, I'm not going to make a lot of extravagant claims for this little machine. Sure, it'll change your whole life for the better, but that's all. Just went right out of the scene, this bloke. I've been waiting for him to get across it, but he's not there yet. Good morning, Melbourne. You're listening to the Arabug Radio Show here on 3CR. A radio show about bikes. Riding them, fixing them, loving them, and sometimes going to other countries and meeting people who love riding bikes as well and staying at their places. (laughs) It's a lovely little bit of a cold spot out there this morning. A little bit clear, autumn leaves. Very serious in the gutters. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. It is a lovely morning, actually. It was a beautiful ride in Napier streets, decked in autumnal tones, although some of it's turning to mush. Edinburgh Gardens. Peak <laughs> The dogs frolicking in Edinburgh Gardens, getting tangled in your little wheels. <laughs> and with us today is uh, Rowan. Good morning. Good morning. It is a bit of a crisp day out there, but it's not too bad. We're going to be talking about warm showers today. It's a great idea that could only come from the cycling world is you want to stay somewhere and a shower, a couch, make a booking, no Airbnb. 
and as well we'll be having all the news and events that's happening in Melbourne and in the cycling world and I was going to store it up with something but I've forgotten it now <laughs> Faith a bike moment a bike moment Sorry. Um, well this morning's bike moment was uh, on the way in here and it was I just reached realised we've reached that point of the year where um it happened twice on the way in. You see someone you know on the bike and you don't recognise them because they're so bundled up. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was quite a change to the way they normally look. You are you know, hands off the handlebar sort of wave as they go past. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. a slight little yeah. nod. Uh, <laughs> and, and you think, why is that person doing that? Oh, hang on, it's you with a doona wrapped around you or something similar. <laughs> Oh, Rowan, have you got a little moment to share with us? Uh, yeah, my bike moment. Uh, it's not that exciting, but um, I've just spent the weekend moving house and um, on my bike I've got a big D-lock on my bike and I've completely forgotten where the keys are. <laughs> so I've got a big D-lock wrapped around my bike and I don't know what to, how to get it off. So. <laughs> it's a bit frustrating, but, um, yeah, I'll see how we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, you've got a new project. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, my bike moment, what a wonderful bike moment it was, actually. I should just say that, actually, that quote comes from the film Butch, Cas- Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, where the salesman's trying to sell him the bike, the oh, vehicle of the future. Yeah. How true he was. How right he was. How yeah. right he was. A couple of long-term listeners to the show over the Easter weekend and at a little show about one of my local parks, Burnley Park. So it got decided during the week. But I want to go back to Tuesday morning. I've ridden up down Napier Street, I've through Edinburgh Gardens, and I've just joined on to the Capital City Trail, and I pull alongside Councillor Misha Coleman from Yarra, who's actually the chairperson on the meeting that's going to meet on the Wednesday night to decide about Burnley Park. So we start chatting. I don't. I didn't introduce Burnley Park straight away. I gave a little. <laughs> I you said hello sample. first. I said hello first. <laughs> I've met Misha a couple of times before, actually, but, I mean, you don't expect them to remember. But anyway, we got chatting about things, and there's a little bit. there was a little bit more to this issue than just putting a restaurant in the middle of a park. The council managed to get this far without consulting anybody about should we have a commercial operation in the park. So anyway, about six weeks ago, I'd tried a couple of times by going to the council to get... They'd done a grand master plan for the local park. And I'd gone down twice to try and get a copy of it because it wasn't there on the website, everything else was there. Anyway, I got told by one of the planning department people that it was extant now and nobody wanted to see it. Anyway, I told Misha Coleman this story. She said, email me. Three hours later, I had the grand plan. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes when you're just riding along, things change very very quickly. (laughs) Good work. God, it was so funny. (laughs) Anyway, the planning was knockback. There we go. Good story. News. News. What are the athletes on bicycles doing this weekend? Finishing off the uh, last bit of the Italian Giro, which was good. Um, ended in a time trial, first Dutchman to win the yeah. Giro, yeah. which is uh, great. And he, it's not like he didn't beat a couple of blokes who can't ride bikes. Quintana and Nabali second and third on the podium and won it with a good time trial. Yep. He'd lost about 30 seconds mm-hmm. 
to oh, about three stages ago, I think. And but he got it back. Well done. Yep. Also news this week: um, the three uh, CR radiothon mm. is uh, kicks off officially next week, but you can donate now. And uh, as I'm sure you know, 3CR relies on the support of its listeners to stay on the air. Uh, 3CR is radio for change. It has a long history of um, change in the community and bringing about change. And I think on the Yarra Bug show, you know, you see that through a lot of the stories that uh, Val and I and Chris and Steve focus on. So if you'd like uh, to still be able to uh, listen to the Arabug radio show and everything else on 3CR, I think um, now would be a really good time to make a donation. If you make a donation, which you can do either on 94198377 or at 3cr.org.au, put in the box that you're doing it, if you would like, to support the Yarrabug radio show. And... Val and I will be joined in a couple of weeks by Sarah Hammond and our resident poet laureate. And everyone who's made a donation, we will write a limerick or poem for you and read it out on air. We, uh, If we can work out who you are, it'll be... Complimentary. Complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't know who you are, we'll just make something up about you. But we will be thanking everyone on air... And uh, no donation is too small. We're not going to be going into who's donated what. We're just going to thank everyone on air um, live on the 12th of June. But you can make the donation now just to make sure that you don't forget that. Exactly. And I've already got one ditty lined up for somebody, but I've been told actually not to read it out. But anyway, we'll come to that (laughs) later. And the Save Burnley Park mod, I hit up for a donation the other day. I've outsourced the other bit. I said, you come up with them. (laughs) 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 Always good radiothon. 3CR lives on in Melbourne. It's a great timeline, actually, how it happens. And independent media, as we can see now with the... I'm not going to say the collapse of Fairfax, am I? What am I going to (laughs) say? The chemical castration. (laughs) 3CR's still got a valuable space in Melbourne's medium world and Australia's medium world. And speaking about media, that's a, another point of news this week, a change in the media landscape, especially if you're into cycling. Bicycle Network are retiring the print edition of Ride On magazine. So, and they, they're saying that um, a lot of the stories and news and that will still be available online. But, yeah, the media landscape is changing and I think if you've got an independent voice, you can support and uh, keep on air. Yeah. It's a good time to uh, show that support. And um, sad to see right on go. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea of a physical magazine is a bit of a hard to keep it um, alive, but, I mean, they're sending copies to all their members, so it's always good. I always, um, working in the bicycle retail industry, always look forward to their review of lights and non-lights, <laughs> and then, of course, you get a rush of people rushing in. <laughs> Wanting to buy this particular lot, where's my BV discount? I'm sorry, <laughs> but that, they were they were very good. Yep. Some of the information was good, some was not so good. Um, but it, every cycling magazine's a bit like that. 
Well, and certainly, you know, Ride On started as a newsletter yep. for members um, years and years and years ago. And when it, you know, first became a magazine, there wasn't a lot of magazines for people. No, unless you were sort of dedicated to a carbon electronic shifting. Yeah. You know, there wasn't anything yeah. And there commuting. wasn't also yeah. all the information online no. and stories. No. So, um, yeah. Uh-huh. End of an era. Yeah. End of an epoch. An epoch. You can't wear your headphones while you're riding a bike, though, can you? You're not answering. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to be back after this minute, and we're going to talk about that. I bludge a free shower off somebody. <laughs> I'm Tash Sultana, and you are listening to 3CR. Please subscribe. Do yourselves a massive favour. Thank you very much. And you're back listening to the Arabag Radio Show with Val and Faith and our guest in the studio, Rowan Fulton. Fulton, yeah. Fulton. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rowan's here. Um, we invited him in because we want to talk about warm showers which uh, Val mentioned earlier, which is a, a free uh, reciprocal hospitality site for touring cyclists. And um, having recently had the experience of hosting my first Warm Showers guests, I thought it was uh, something that would be good to talk about. And Rowan has had the experience of hosting but also of uh, travelling as a Warm Showers guest. So can give us uh, an idea from both points of view. I guess the first thing is what attracted you to warm showers. Is it just the promise of a free uh, <laughs> or was there more to it? <laughs> no, no. I think um, I can't remember how, how I heard about warm showers. Um, it was I was planning a couple of trips. Uh, it's about four years ago now. Um, my first one was in Tasmania and I think I don't know how I came across it, but uh, it's, I, I found it sort of very similar to sort of couch surfing uh, website and then I, I looked at it and signed up. It's very simple, very quick and easy. Um, it doesn't have a lot of the information about a profile and things like that about other sort of um, these kind of websites. Um, and I thought, wow, this is really interesting and a great way to meet people and travel. Um, so yeah, I, I signed up and my first trip was in Tasmania uh, for three weeks. Um, and yeah, I stayed with, I think I had about two or three hosts over three weeks uh, and a mixture of camping. Um, yeah, and I met some wonderful people. Um, but that's how I sort of got into it and yeah. um, things. And then, yeah, just sort of stayed with it. Um, and so hosts can offer anything from a lawn to pitch a tent on to an ensuite bathroom, <laughs> you know, whatever they feel um, they're able to offer. And what are some of the other things that uh, – people were offering or that you found really useful when you're touring? I, th- I think, um, you yeah, I think with each experience or each host or wherever you're going, it's, um, that's what I found quite interesting because uh, particularly in Europe, you're, you're, you're rocking up to someone's house after cycling all day, you're completely stuffed uh, <laughs> and uh, you're meeting someone completely new uh, that you don't, often the time you don't know what they look like or they've got a simple little profile about what they say about themselves. So there's no pre- 
conceptions about human meanings completely. And possibly not even the same language. Yeah, that, that's right, yeah. Um, which, you know, it's also an interesting experience as well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, you basically, um, if they're happy to, you know, because they're often, you're, they're just as happy to meet you and, and host you as you are to, to meet someone yep. and get a, get a night accommodation. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, you know, it, it's every experience is different. You... Um, uh, depends where you're going. They sometimes they offer you just one night. Depends on their capability and what's available. Um, others will say, "Oh, yeah, stay for a whole week if you want." We, you know, you get along really well. And um, often, I found uh, the first couple of nights they'll happy to give you dinner mm-hmm. because you, you know, they want to top up your carbs because you've been cycling a lot <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. Um, and yeah, often they'll show you around town. I had um, around Europe I had people that. Um, uh, offered to take me out to to restaurants um, to go see a local show, or just go for a bike ride the next day. But if it was a weekend, I had time. They'd you know they'd take you around on a, on a ride, show the city. So yeah, it's a really interesting way to to meet people. And they've off, I found usually straight away um, you got something immediately in uh, common with them. Yeah, um, your you know passion for cycling, and then you hear some amazing stories about people that you meet um, doing amazing trips across Europe and through Africa and <laughs> and he- hearing that kind of stuff is really, really good. Yeah. So. And so I think um, compared to, like, because you could, for as a cyclist, you could use couch surfing, but at least with warm showers you always have that thing in common that you're staying with someone who understands what your needs are going to be and, and um, has possibly been through the same experiences. Yeah, exactly. Like um, couchsurfing, um, it's a bit of a mixed bag, I guess, uh, with what you find. Um, but yeah, with warm showers, like you said, you, uh, instantly you, um, you're meeting people who got the same experience, uh, had amazing trips. Um, that you, yeah, you have that something in common you can talk about with, um, and they give you really good advice too. If you, they'll tell you exactly whether you know tomorrow you should go in this direction. There's a really great cycle path here. Don't go there because it's too hilly, or yeah. this is really dangerous. Um, you get, that, you get that kind of advice, and they also I really found interesting talking about their bikes, how they how they travelled, how they camped, what food they took, how did they charge their mobile phone, yeah. all those little tech, te- technological <laughs> little things, and what kind of lights they have, and all that stuff. And so you're kind of competing against each other in a way because you look at each other's bikes and, and everything. But um, no, it's always always quite good. Yeah, ninety thousand members, 43,000 hosts. It's a big operation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I don't know when it first kicked off, but I'd say sort of ten years ago it was much yeah. qu- much quieter. But I think it's really yeah. taken off. And then you, the great thing about Warm Shower's website, it's very simple. It's yeah. um, the profile's very simple. You get this beautiful map of where you're going, and you just zoom in, and you go, "Yep, I want to go there." And you've got a handful of people you can choose from, and you just select them. Quick message, and you just like, get back to you pretty quick. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and just uh, because I, I was interested in when it started, so it started in the US in '93. As an online list of people who are willing to host, and you would take that with you, and as you rode, ring people. Um, It was very much reliant on phone calls, and uh, there was an even earlier version that started in the 70s in the States, the Touring Cyclist Hospitality Directory, which was managed on a Rolodex. And every year they would send everyone on the Rolodex a postcard to check they were still there and still willing to be part of it. And that was how the list was managed. You would send people a physical yeah, yeah. copy. And uh, 
and all the interactions because now, of course, as a cyclist, you message someone, I'm hoping to stay at your place in three days' time, whereas then cyclists would send postcards. Uh, and and then in in two weeks in advance and someone would send a postcard to the next Next spot they were going and for them to say yes or yeah yeah i think that's still that's quite common i think people get the address and they'll send a postcard back to where they've stayed and and things Uh like that about where they are and things like that so yeah yeah no it's fascinating that um it's been going that long and it started yeah 800 members but Mm. now as you said 90,000 active. Active. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, you look at the map and there's just there's locations everywhere and hosts everywhere. I think the only thing change that I've noticed in the last few years is I think there was a new, I'm not sure, but there's a new team or people involved sort of help managing it and they asked for a voluntary donation. Yeah. Uh, so I think you can make a annual donation or a, a one-off donation. Yeah. Um, I think it's voluntary at this stage, uh, but it oh, used to be completely free. I think. To warm showers itself. Yeah, 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 yeah to yeah. help. Run the host the website and things like that, so which is I think is reasonable. And it is intended to be reciprocal. So if you are planning a trip, the idea is that you would um, register and host people, hopefully, before you go on a trip, or if you can't, after. But the idea is that you, if you use it as a guest, that you should at some stage, when your circumstances allow also be a host yeah that's right uh it's also too i think when you even when you're staying as a guest you offer something as well yeah uh, as you do with couch surfing say oh look i can cook you dinner i did that a few times or i get a bottle of wine or a piece of cheese you know french cheese or something or whatever i had a cyclist Um, service our bikes while he serviced theirs so which was amazing so it's that reciprocal thing and if if you don't have a chance to host you can still offer something when you're you're staying as a guest so yeah and um I guess the um, yeah, it's part of that thing we often see in the cyclist world about building community. Um, because that seems to be a lot of what appeals to people for it. That yeah, yeah. I think when you get into when you get into the community and, um, and and the website and you start to meet people and you hear about their trips and journeys, you, you make some really good friends and it feels like a, it definitely is a bit of community. And yeah. Um, and I think the Facebook group too is really it's really active. Mm. Um, if you're part of that, there's always people posting about where they've been um, or they're coming in your direction. Um, so yeah, it definitely feels like, like a like a good community. Um, I mean, I, the, the, one of the challenges I found with it, though, was around um, uh, arranging to meet someone in three or four days' time. Uh, you would be sort of locked into having to cycle in that direction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you had to plan out your kilometres per day to get there. Yep. Sometimes that was a bit of a challenge and you had to email them on the day saying, look, I'm not going to make it to wherever yep. because it's no. too far on stuffed or it's yep. right raining or it's too windy or, or whatever. <laughs> so that was a little bit of a challenge. So yeah. you had to sort of reschedule a few times. But um, yeah. And I think that's sometimes a point of discussion with hosts. Um, you hear like that, that finding that balance between is understanding what it's like to be managing your your trip but mm. and understanding whether you know maybe someone's uh, not responding because they're unable to or or maybe they've had to reschedule things yeah, yeah i think um yeah i mean as, as a host do you understand that yeah they might not make it that day or they mm. yeah. uh something they had a problem with the bike yeah 
uh, it's too windy, as you know, um, it can be a problem. <laughs> um, and so things change, and people understand that. And they're quite some people are quite flexible. Others, yeah. other people are quite. They plan their trip to every single sort of yeah. degree. Yeah. Uh, I was quite, I was quite open. I want to keep it flexible, so you felt kind of free that you can just go. Yeah, I'll try to get there in three days, but if I don't, just you know, yeah. um, don't be upset. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I imagine the the birth or the greater ease that now we can recharge things while we're on the road that that's made a huge difference to actually planning you know warm showers even three days in advance. Yeah, it, d- it definitely helps um, charging your phone and having internet. Um, you can just jump on the website and send a message or uh, text message with your phone. Yeah. So it, d- it definitely makes it easier. Or you can just jump into a cafe. Um, but um, yeah, so it does it does help definitely. Yeah, I was. We had. Um, I was talking to two young world tourists um, on Saturday, and they rode across the stands at one stage, and they were telling me the story of, of somebody who ran a warm showers there, and she had a cyclist there three hundred days out of the three hundred and sixty-five of the year. Not the same cyclist. Not the same cyclist. <laughs> well, if it was actually, it wouldn't be. Anyway, yes. actually, one going away and one coming back the other way. So I can yeah. imagine in some of those places that where it's, it's probably the only place you can stay, yeah. it's a godsend to people. Yeah, I think in those real sort of remote, yeah, sort of mountainous areas or uh, in particular, um, it's, a, it's a real good resource for a cyclist coming through because no yeah. one has to stay, um, they, you know, um, you get sick of camping yeah. after a while. Yeah. Uh, you want to meet people as well. If you, if you camp, all, camp alone um, for yourself, um, you can get a bit bored. You're not meeting people. Yeah. So it's a great way to meet people. But yeah, some people just love hosting. They've got room and space, yeah. so they just they just go for it. Yeah. And they're um, you know they're showing off their local area, or whether it be wherever you are. And if you're travelling through, it's a chance then to get a, a better a, knowledge of a actually. different perspective. Yeah. And yeah, and the other side of it is that we were just talking about in Melbourne, where you have you know a lot of hosts. So it can be quite difficult to get a guest. I wonder if I could stay in somebody's place in Brunswick, but I only rode from Burma. <laughs> <laughs> probably wouldn't work, would it? <laughs> so, so there are more. There are too many hosts in Melbourne and not enough cyclists. Um, well, yeah, I think, like I said, I think like ten years ago it was probably just a handful, but I think, yeah. you know it's it's really got bigger. Yeah. Uh, if you're in a regional uh, centre, um, yeah. I was down sort of in Gippsland a few years ago when I had a few guys come through there. Uh, still in contact, um, you know, good friends. Yeah. Uh, but in Melbourne, yeah, it seems like there's a, a few hundred now around, around Melbourne. Uh, oh, that's good. So it's a lot of choice for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone. I had um, uh, a lot of people not involved in the cycling world because once you're a cyclist, you understand this bit immediately. I'm on the side of the road trying to fix a flat tyre. The next four cyclists to go part me all off me to give me a hand or if I got everything. That's part of the whole deal. And I'm trying to explain this to a group of people last night. No, no, I don't get it. It's Airbnb. I said, no, 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 it's not Airbnb. <laughs> no. And the closest I could get to was the woofer idea. Yeah. You okay, know, yeah. which is, uh, it's got a similarity in some ways. It's more long-termish. But the idea is it's a reciprocal yeah, exchange. backwards and forwards yeah. without actually changing money and yeah. without advertising your place and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely that reciprocal thing. You felt like this person's just opening up their house to you, so you, you cook dinner or bring bring them something. I brought, you know, uh, postcards from Australia. Um, yeah. Just sort of handed those out. Um, I, I didn't use it all the time because, like I said, organising guests and availability, you know, sometimes you do want to stay in a hotel and yeah. not, not camp because you, you're tired and yeah. you just want your own space. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, cool. So if anyone's interested in uh, finding out more about Warm Showers, you can check out the website at warmshowers.org where there's uh, a good explanation of what's expected as a guest and a host. And um, you can register as a host and... uh, and then deactivate when you're not available for hosting, but still be on the site. Um, and there's also a very active Facebook group. If you search on Facebook for warm showers, yep. you'll uh, come across then. And just very briefly in terms of events today, um, coming up we have on uh, the weekend, Sunday the 4th of June, the Wrentworthy Bicycle Shed Workshop from 1 till 5 in Thornbury for any female identifying persons who'd like to go along and get some help working on their bikes. And Wednesday night on the 31st of May is the Melbourne Bike Polo Newbie Night. That's from between 6 and 10pm at the Melbourne Street Futsal Courts at Albert Park and you'll find more details about that on Where's Facebook. Odd and Albert Park. Yeah. It's been going well. Polo's still going. Polo's what, still going. Um, 16 years. There's several yeah. nights they're busy, but the newbie night is a great night to rock up and um, get yourself out there on winter and, and it'll keep you warm. It's a bike polo. And that's all we have time for today. As we mentioned before, 3CR depends on the support of its listeners to stay on the air and Radiothon is coming up. So if you can make a donation, please do so at 3cr.org.au or by calling 94198377. And please, in the comments box, if you would like to, we'd really appreciate it if you put that you're supporting the Yarrabug radio show and all the other station, all the other shows you listen to. Uh, we'll be back next week. Chris will be in the studio with her guest. And coming up next is Jailbreak. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.